One, two, three, four. Welcome to Geezer Life, featuring Dave and Jake. Welcome to the humorous new look at Geezer Life, featuring topics like sexuality for geezers, drinking for geezers, cannabis for geezers, learning music at a geezer age, even spirituality for geezers, and new topics each episode. All right, everybody, welcome to Geezer Life. This is Dave. And Jake. We really appreciate your support by tuning into the podcast. Today's topic is something that everyone does, both young and old, and that's sleep. So I looked up, what is sleep? I looked in Wikipedia. See if you can follow this. Sleep is a naturally reoccurring state of mind and body characterized by altered consciousness, relatively inhibited sensory activity, reduced muscle activity, and inhibition of nearly all voluntary muscles during rapid eye movement. Sleep and reduced interactions with surroundings. <laughs> what, what the hell does all that mean? I mean, I think I've uh, sometimes just when I drink a lot, I get that. Yeah. So, I don't know what any of that means, but personally... I kind of hate sleeping because for me it's always a struggle. Not falling asleep, I could do that at the drop of a hat. But I, after sleeping, I wake up with a sore shoulder, dry mouth, eight-hour loss of productivity. And I kind of think it sucks. I'd like to see humans evolve out of it. I can't understand why some people just love it. Even when I was young, I didn't really like it. How about you, Jake? Do you like sleeping? You know, I do like sleeping. It's kind of my one of my favorite parts of the day is, is going to bed and getting some sleep. But at this, as I get older, I'm finding that it's harder and harder to make it through the night. In fact, I never make it through the night. I'm always waking up once or twice or three times. Um, but you know, looking up, I looked it up on on uh, you know on Google, and and there are several benefits between getting a good night's sleep. You know, and according to the health professionals, uh, eight hours is recommended. Now, I don't know if anybody gets eight hours anymore, but but that's what they're recommending. And the room temperature between 60 and 62 is is supposedly ideal. Um, some of the, the studies show that, you know, sleep boosts your immune system. You know, with COVID and now the flu season coming up, you know, it may be a good idea to get some good sleep because that'll help you uh, fight off the, those diseases and, and viruses and things that are out there. It can help you prevent weight gain. Yeah, I looked into this. I thought the evidence on that was pretty sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Things were like, well, uh, while you're sleeping, you're not eating. <laughs> well, of course not. Yeah. Now, that's not true for me as yeah. I actually get up almost every night. Uh, I have a friend, too, a nice lady friend <laughs> right down the road, one of our neighbors. She also gets up and eats in the middle of the night. My mom always did this. Uh, my uncle Dick used to always get up in the middle of the night and eat. So, <laughs> Have a sandwich. So, right. I yeah. mean, we do. Sally will say to me, I say, I heard you last night making a whole charcuterie board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, the other thing they say is that uh, it can help strengthen your heart. You know, that's always a good thing to help your heart go. 
Uh, and better sleep equals better, better mood, supposedly. Well, if that's the case, then President Putin needs to get a little more sleep. You see him on TV, he's always looking grumpy and kind of needs to be in a better mood. Maybe he'll lighten up a well, little bit. Well, you wouldn't bit. sleep good either if you are always wondering if somebody's going to sneak in and kill you. Well, that's right. Yeah. You know, another thing it says it increases productivity. If that's the case, then all those big companies that support Wall Street, uh, the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 and all those people, I hope they get more sleep because this country really needs more productivity right now. <laughs> Um, lack of sleep can be dangerous. Literally, it's, you're twice as likely to get in a car accident if you have lack of sleep. So you could take a bus, take an Uber, take a taxi. Well, I got a story about this, and I'm lucky I didn't kill myself for somebody else. I didn't know, like most people, that I had sleep apnea. I, I really didn't even know what it was. Yeah. And uh, I'd be out on sales calls. Now, this is going back seven, eight years ago already. And I would drink coffee in the morning. On the way to work, I'd be sleepy after I just got done drinking several cups of coffee. I'd be out on sales calls. I'd stop in these gas stations to get the canned Starbucks, you know, and yeah. pound, pound that down. Still be sleepy, and I would, I would call it micro dozing off, like many times during the day, where I'd be driving on a highway at seventy miles an well, hour. You're in the car a lot, right? Yeah, and just us and I'd quick do a half second nod off oh, like that. Yeah, and I never knew why. One day, finally, I was in a small town kind of on a back road, and it, it got the best of me, and instead of a half-second doze off, I dozed off for maybe one or two seconds. And I ended up going in a ditch. Oh, wow. And actually, right in this person's front yard, I drove through their front yard and out their driveway. And I was thinking, boy, if there were some little kids out there playing oh, yeah, or that something. Oh, yeah, that would have been That would have been life-changing. And then I saw an ad in the local newspaper. One of the Green Bay Packers was putting on a seminar about sleep apnea, and that is actually what killed Reggie White. I don't know if a right, lot of people yeah. know. He had I sleep apnea. He yep. was an otherwise healthy guy and died in his sleep and at 30-some years old. And this Packer player, his name was Aaron... Uh, Taylor, he was an offensive lineman. He had it as well, as did his mom. So they did a seminar on it through a local hospital, and I went to that, and everything that he mentioned, including about his mom, I had those symptoms. Wow. So I signed up right then and there for a sleep apnea test. Went to the local hospital. They put you in a completely dark room, no windows, no clock, no nothing. Mm -hmm. There is a TV, and they say you can watch it as long as you want, but once you shut it off, it's going to stay off, and we're putting this device on you there probably was 30 wires that were connected to my chest wow. and my head and everything and fell asleep and 90 minutes later they came in and said you have really bad sleep apnea, sleep apnea. and we're putting this CPAP machine on you and it's you know a hose and a mask mm -hmm. and all this stuff and pain in the ass I didn't think I could sleep with it and they, they laughed and said to me you're gonna sleep like a baby yeah and I you finally I woke up and they're monitoring your rates and all this. Yeah. So they know you're awake. In a very gentle voice, they say over a speaker, um, you're awake, do you want to stay awake? And I said, yeah, what time is it? It was 11 in the morning. Oh, my god. So I had slept an entire night and into the... So you there overnight? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I said, give me one of those machines. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> bet. So I later learned... Both my brothers had these. Yeah. There's kind of a stigma attached to it that you're wearing this weird 
thing mm-hmm. at night. But what you'd find if you do have sleep apnea, if you suspect it at all, if you're a bad snorer, I know you're probably scared to learn more about it. But I suggest you do go look into it because yeah. you, you will have, after you get this machine, you'll have so much more energy yeah. and feel completely different. Now, it's a pain in the ass to put it on at night, but you just... I've uh, there's been a couple times we traveled where I didn't bring it with and I'm just foggy the next day. It's not the same. So if you think you have sleep apnea, I do suggest you look into that. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good information to have. You know, the other thing they said it does it increases your exercise performance. I kept digging and digging on that to see if that meant increased sex performance. Oh, I would think so. Yeah. You know, but I couldn't find anything. But I'm going to say it does anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah. just just so we have some <laughs> reference there anyway. So I think I'm going to go to bed now. In fact, so. <laughs> um, and sleep improves memory, which is always a good thing. It improves your heart, improves your mind. So uh, you know, and you just feel better after a good night's sleep, just like like you explained there. Well, the problem for us geezers and senior geezerette ladies is that sleep can be a growing challenge as we age. Especially for women, one of the main things that affects your sleep is menopause, and it keeps them awake na- at night. I know my wife uh, has a challenge with this. It causes hot flashes, sweats, anxiety, and even depression, which can really disrupt your sleep. And uh women's issues could keep men up at night yeah. so uh it i know my wife i mean i always say it's like sleeping next to a campfire log <laughs> so hot flashes i've learned are not just like a thing in your brain you actually get freaking boiling hot and you're sweating and everything huh? oh yeah oh. and uh, even your partner in bed will notice it one of the things also some women wake up in the middle of the night and they start making noise walking around i know yeah. uh one lady who does housework in the middle of the night vacuums scrubs floors and stuff like oh. that so anything like that or even if they just want some company they can wake you up as well so and women i have found they they like to get up and pee too in the middle of the night yeah. so it's not just men yeah well yeah what i was doing the research you know it says men need to get up and pee every few hours once they become geezers and that affects your, you know, your sound sleep and your deep sleep and things like that. You know, another thing that if your partner farts in bed, <laughs> that, that's not uh, medically proven, but uh, I'm going to say it is after all. Um, <laughs> that would wake me up. Yeah. And if it's under the covers and all of a sudden, five minutes later, the smell comes out, that could be a mess. I'm not a sound sleeper, so yeah. note to my wife, don't try sneaking some in. Yeah, I'll now, hear that. Now, vertigo can really <laughs> mess you up. I, this happened to me about four months ago as I was laying in bed sleeping. I kind of woke up a little bit, uh, just kind of opened my eyes. I rolled over and all of a sudden the whole room is spinning. I felt like I was in a tumbling in a dryer. And I kept turning around and around and around. I was grabbing the, the side of the bed, making sure I wasn't going to fall off. Now this is in the dark in the in middle the dark. of the night. And, and you've and never experienced it. It never experienced I was scared to death. Felt like I was just tumbling down a hill. Um, and I thought I was going to fall out of bed. But, uh, but I didn't. And then I kind of things kind of settled down after a while. And then a little later on in the morning, uh, I was still in bed. Turned the other way, same thing happened. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I hadn't drank the night before, so I couldn't blame it on a hangover or anything like that. <laughs> um, but then uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, I explained it to Pam, and she said, you know, it sounds like you got vertigo. So I quick look it up on Google and research what it is. And, yeah, it was a textbook case of, of vertigo. So went and saw the doctor that afternoon. Uh, actually threw up in the morning after I was, like, motion sickness is what it's like. Um, so I found out about that. It really, really is. It's, it's just little crystals in your inner ear that kind of come loose from the canal, and those crystals help you keep your balance. 
And, and it, what happened to me is that a few of those crystals came out of the canal and went into my inner ear and it turns it, you know, completely upside down. So you lose all sense of balance. So then what they, they did for it was they had me go to physical therapy. And in physical therapy, you're laying on a, on a, um, like a, a bed or a, you know, whatever they use in the medical place to, to lay you down on. And then they shift your head around. And what they're trying to do is rotate your head to float those little crystals back in the canal. Wow. And after about three physical therapies, it fixed it. And now if, if it happened again recently, and I laid in my own bed and did the head motions, and it rolled it back into position. So it's really freaky. Yeah, I wish my mom would have known about that because she suffered from that for years. Oh, she did. Yeah, it's, it's, not, uh, you know, it's not fun. You know, moving on, another thing that can keep you up, you mentioned snoring, your partner snoring in bed, that can, that can disrupt your sleep. I'm going to tell you, folks, if you're snoring a lot, you likely, snoring does not mean you have sleep apnea, but it is a main indicator of it. And for your partner's sake, you should go get checked out. And for your own sake, you should go get checked out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, worrying too many about, too, too much about things on your mind, you know, that, that can kind of keep you awake and uh, ailments like back and neck and oh, yeah. blood flow and, you know, things falling asleep, you know, your arm and leg falling asleep, uh, that can also affect your sleep. So remember when we were uh, writing a lot of songs for a period there yeah. and practicing them like crazy, I noticed that uh, those would stick in my mind in the middle and I'd wake up at one in the morning and I'd have this song. I, I started to hate some of the songs that I we were writing because I couldn't get them out of my mind, especially in the middle of the night. Right, yep. Now, if you're going to think you're going to retire and just immediately get quality sleep, that's probably not always the case. Uh, we live in sort of a condo association, hanging around with a lot of the people there. And almost all the people in our condo group struggle with sleeping. Uh, I've often said we should have board meetings in the middle of the night because everybody's <laughs> up anyway. We've got right. something to do. So in our association there, we're walking around, reading, eating, listening to podcasts, <laughs> all that in the middle of the night. As for me, since I retired, I sleep about the same amount. I still get up at 4 o'clock most days. Oh, wow. never sleep past 5. It just right. it, it can't be done. Uh, I do have fewer bad dreams since I retired. Mostly it, I was always dreaming about work. And I do spend a little bit less time laying in bed worrying than when I was working. Yeah. But other than that, the sleep quality itself, man, after 30, 40 years of getting up early like that, I, I've not adjusted to you sleep. you just got night. an internal clock that keeps you waking yeah. up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some personal challenges that keep me from sleeping are, are kind of textbook, you know, kind of on the list before. Like one of them is having to pee. Uh, but one thing they don't tell you is when you get up and you stub your toe or you trip over oh, yeah. some shoes or yeah. you run into the bed when you try to get back into bed because you're half asleep and everything's dark. So uh, that that can ex extend your uh, awake time if your toe is, you know, thumping because you caught it on the, on the chair as you're walking back to bed. Worrying about financial, you know, the stock market lately has been horrible. You know, unexpected expenses pop up. And when you're on a fixed income, you know, those are things to – kind of worry about and kind of get me up at night. Oh, yeah, I got uh, I had some dental issues last week. Right. And I'm going to be getting bills on those pretty soon. Yeah. I won't be sleeping. Yeah, and those are things you can't avoid, but things you don't plan for either. You know, aches and pains like, you know, joint pain, neck pain, back pain, you know, trying to get comfortable. As you mentioned, music in your head, 
you know, songs that we're learning or writing. And all of a sudden, sometimes I get my best writing done in the middle of the night. You know, <laughs> oh, that verse fits together. Yeah. Get up and write it down. Hey, talk about neck pain and stuff. We actually were at a spa. We went on a trip. I won't get into that, but we went to an exclusive spa on a trip we won, and I took a little class on pillows. Yeah. Are you Have you tried a lot of different pillows? Not really. I've had the same one for probably 10 years. Mm, well, I've tried a few different ones, and it, it seems like some are definitely better than others, but they all kind of wear down after a while. I've been wanting to get one of these goofy-shaped ones, you know, because I'm a side sleeper because of mm-hmm. the uh, CPAP machine. If anyone wants to comment on our Geezer Life Facebook page about particular pillows that they've had success with. Mine one now is kind of worn down and ready to get something new. But I don't want to spend 150 bucks on right. a weird-shaped yeah. pillow and then find out it doesn't work at all, and then, then what? Yeah. You know, another thing that is fairly obvious is teenagers. You know, my one son is just turned, is 19, turned up 20, but uh, this last year he had some buddies over for a sleepover, and buddies and their girlfriends. So we probably had a dozen teenagers in the house. And Pam was out of town, so I thought, ah, oh, yeah, you guys can come over and just keep it quiet, will you? Well, they were not quiet. The dog was freaking out. Um, I put earplugs in, but the dog kept barking because it was nervous about having a house full of kids. And they were down in the basement, and they were being overly loud. But they were being loud enough where it was very disruptive. And the unfortunate thing is they're, they're, they, they don't sleep at night. They stay <laughs> up all night. So they go to bed at 5 in the morning. And that's about when I'm waking up. So, uh, you know, having teenagers have overnight parties is not good for your quality of sleep. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. <laughs> the other thing that bugs me is too many covers. I get too hot. And it seems funny. When I get too hot, I start dreaming really weird dreams. Me too. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. It could be freezing outside. I have to have my feet outside the covers. Yeah. If I forget and fall asleep with covers on my feet, I instantly have a bad dream. I mean, like within the first 15 minutes of yeah. falling asleep. Yeah, they're they're super weird when you get over overheated when you're sleeping. So. And then the last thing is little dings and alerts on my cell phone. I should just silence all that stuff. I don't um, mean bring mine in the bedroom. That's probably a good good idea but i do and so at three in the morning to get a weather alert that oh it's gonna <laughs> rain you know for 10 minutes so i uh but uh, i did ask pam what keeps her awake at night and you know worrying about the kids you know with two uh teenagers or early 20s she's always worried about them neither one of them are at home so they're on their own basically uh forgetting to take her melatonin now i started taking melatonin and i really like it do you yeah. take it at all i every once in a while and so, uh, yeah, melatonin's medically, uh, It later on in the podcast, we'll get into that in a little more detail. But, yeah, melatonin is really a, a natural uh, sleep agent, which um, is recommended by a lot of doctors. Looking at the clock and wondering what time it is, you know, after drinking too much alcohol. Oh, that for I, sure affects sleep. Drinking too much alcohol. It might help you pass out and yeah, fall asleep. Yeah, it does help you get to sleep but not stay asleep. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, like I said, phone digging early in the morning affects her. And then, you know, when I can't keep my hands off her, that what? always, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Well, that, that, you know, <laughs> but what the hell? She can wake it. up for 30 seconds to take <laughs> yeah. care of that. Oh. For me, it's a lot of physical things. Uh, I have sleep apnea, so I wear a full mask. Yeah. I always wake up with sore shoulders and neck after sleeping. I can't wait to get out of bed because it hurts so bad. Headaches a lot of times. Recently, I've had toothaches. That makes it difficult to sleep. Uh, I mentioned I have to eat in the middle of the night. I mean, I'm not just... 
Somebody said to me, well, you think it's all psychological? No, man. <laughs> my stomach is growling. <laughs> and this usually happens about 3 in the morning. And Sally will tell me, even when I'm sleeping, she's like, I'm laying there next to you. Your stomach is freaking growling. It sounds like a dog over there. <laughs> so I get up and eat, and I've done this ever since I was a kid. Um, I don't want to be too personal here, but I'll wake up in the middle of the night because I have to poop. I know guys got to pee. I got to poop in the middle of the night. She's like, why would you get up at 137? <laughs> Yeah, that's your call. I had to have a business meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol, as you mentioned. And for me, it seems like I'm just not tired. For me, six hours is about a sweet spot. And if anything, five hours even, five and a half hours. So I can't go to bed at uh, 10 o'clock at night and sleep through till 7 in the morning or something. It just doesn't happen. And this is another thing. My mom was like this. My brothers were like this. I like to start sleeping on the couch and then move to bed later on. So Mm -hmm. usually last hour of the night, Sally will want to watch something. I want to watch something else. I'll go in the basement, sleep on the couch there for an hour or two, and then come up at 11, 12 o'clock at night or something and finish off there. Yeah. Uh, For Sally, she says hot flashes, uh, having to get up and pee, and just waking up. They're all parts of menopause that are affecting her. And she also worries at night about family members like, Pam mentioned, mm-hmm. but we don't have uh, we have the no ringers on at night in our house. So yeah, we- I think that's probably good advice there. So, uh, so what are some of the potential remedies that our listeners might be asking? Well, here's a list that that we've researched and kind of made up on our own. But uh, so you take them with a little grain of salt. But uh, uh, you know, go to bed early to try to fix the problem. But you know, seven thirty or Seven o'clock, that's probably not realistic. Well, uh, lately it has been. You know, we're not adjusting to this uh, daylight savings yeah. time too well this yeah. year. I think we're finally to the age where, because like last night, now we had a, a very busy weekend and I went musky fishing yesterday out in the wind all day and stuff, but it was like 5.47. I said, yeah. when can we go to bed? <laughs> yeah. So we are starting to go to bed early. That's a geezer thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that that happens. Uh you know, gummies, for instance, uh, you know, the, you got to get the right kind, the indica, or call it in the couch cannabis. Uh, you know, that may help, but, you know, you got to be careful with that one. I don't really take the cannabis gummies to sleep. I do take the melatonin ones, and I, I like those. Those really work for me, yeah. but I try not to take them every night because I'm afraid I'll, like, get a tolerance get, to yeah. them. So I'll usually, like, a melatonin gummy, like, Monday, Tuesday mm-hmm. night, where I just go to bed early, get a good night's sleep. Usually no drinking involved on those nights. Right. I do have uh, some friends, though, especially lady friends around the area that uh, they like their cannabis indica mm-hmm. gummies. And I, I was I had a funeral this weekend talking to my nephew, who isn't a guy that you would ever suspect would use cannabis, but he lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan where it's legal. And he was telling me how uh, it's changed his life basically allows him to sleep now yeah the gummies were well, that's yeah where that's he couldn't good. before so i will tell you uh, uh before you go trying this look into it because there's another kind called sativa gummies that mm-hmm. are more energetic so they'll keep you up they'll keep you up yeah so don't be taking those <laughs> yeah. trying to fall asleep yeah and it affects other people di- i mean different people differently so yeah you got to be careful with that but uh you know melatonin will help <clears throat> we talked about that a little bit tylenol pm that's been around for years but in my experience that's pretty harsh stuff yeah to me it's almost like waking up with a hangover yeah you it, can uh really groggy yeah it really shuts your brain down it yeah. must so uh uh unlike bourbon vodka tequila <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff that uh 
Well, that'll help you fall asleep, but I don't think it'll keep you sleeping. If you're, if you're going to use alcohol at all, it's like one small glass of wine or one little mm-hmm. sip of bourbon. That, that, Nothing that, that gets in your bloodstream not, too not much. Not partying. Yeah, right. A warm glass of milk. Now, really, who drinks a warm glass well, of milk? You know, Does anybody do this? My grandma used to. I know that, <laughs> but uh, that was a long time ago. Well, you can comment on our Geezer Life Facebook page if you've actually had success uh, Drinking a warm glass of milk and having having fall asleep yeah. after that. You know, and they make those noise machines too, the white noise or nature soothing noise machines that some people use to do that. And of course, sex before bed is is, yeah, is proven. Yeah. That's proven For that sure. it helps you sleep better. What about TV? Do you like TV on when you're in bed? Uh, I'll watch a show before I doze off, but I shut it off before I fall asleep. Um, usually we fall asleep with the TV on, but here's what I don't understand. Like, why are the ads so freaking loud? I know. So you got the volume set the way you want and everything. It's cool. You doze off and pretty soon, and right now it's all political ads. So pretty soon somebody's screaming at you about, uh, (laughs) the economy is going in the tank. And then you wake up and go, oh, Oh, sit there and worry about it. There you go. Yep. I mentioned the sleep apnea machines. There's different kinds on the market, so if you're going to look into that, do some research. I mentioned that Reggie White died of that, and um, my family had sleep apnea. Uh, one of the things, the problem with the machines is if you're drinking, it partying pretty good. You know, you're putting a, a rubber band around your head oh. after that, okay? So... It, it kind of sucks. You wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, I've had enough of this rubber band around my head and just <laughs> whip it on the floor. Um, so it's not a good solution on the nights when you're really partying. There is a new thing now. It's an implant, a couple different brands of those, and it, they actually um, put a slit in your chest and, and put this thing right in your chest. Wow. I don't know if you've seen that, no. it, but there's different parts to it. It has a generator, electric signal, uh, a battery and a breathing sensor so you don't have to wear the sleep apnea machine. It even has a remote control with settings. And what it does, it's a tongue muscle stimulator. Wow. So it electronically stimulates your tongue muscle to lay back down a little bit and allow better air passage there. Oh, wow. Um, you do wow. have to get an incision, as I mentioned, uh, about a three-inch incision. So you go under anesthesia. It's a mm-hmm. regular uh, outpatient type of surgery. I personally, I don't think I'm ready for that. It'd be great to ditch the CPAP machine, but man, I don't know about having the surgery. And now one more freaking remote control I got to learn how to use and everything. So I don't know about that, but uh, I can vouch for the CPAP machine, although a bit of a pain to wear, it's worth it. Yeah. How about regular exercise? Does that help you sleep? Yeah, I think he does, you know, but not too late at night. You don't want to get the oxygen flowing too much, but, uh, you know, if, if you do, like you said, you're out musky fishing all day, it, you know, get a lot of fresh air, a lot of exercise, it'll wipe you out and help you sleep good the next day. I sleep better when it's really dark, too. So in the yeah. summer, when the sun comes up, I don't care. Any little thing comes through the shades, even if we're at a hotel or whatever, I'm up man, yeah. when that sun is up. Yeah. How about the clocks? Do you like having a clock? Well, we always have one. I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but we always have one up. And, you know, the only reason I don't like it, if I wake up at, you know, three in the morning and I'm like, oh, it's three in the morning. How come, you know, I'm awake again, you know, and then I look at it's four in the morning. Oh, I've been awake for an hour. You know, that's the only reason I wouldn't. I love having a clock in the bedroom. Do you? And I look at the things throughout the night and I'm actually like, 
oh, it's three. So I, oh, good. I can get up in an hour. My shoulder hurts. Oh. <laughs> or oh, I, it's time to eat. <laughs> Look at the clock. So when we stay in a hotel and there's no clock or the clock's wrong, yeah. that's, that drives me oh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> what about naps? Like Sally and I, man, we're not nappers. I, if I take a nap, then I'm just cranky and then can't sleep. Yeah, I usually don't nap either. But they say if you do nap, nap early in the day. What about caffeine? Now, we probably drink way more caffeine than you guys do. Well, caffeine will also affect you early, you know, late in the day. Caffeine doesn't affect me. I, I don't really drink coffee at night, but if I do have a cup of coffee, I don't notice that it changes my sleep pattern at all. We but don't drink it at do. night, but man, we're famous for the two or three o'clock in the afternoon, great big Starbucks, yeah. Vente, yeah. something. What about sex? You said that was... Oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I, think I did mention that, so... Uh, We'll just leave that as our uh, as our final one there. So for the ladies with menopause, it's best if you get on a sleep schedule and avoid napping. Get a bedtime routine. Um, take off makeup and stuff like that earlier. If if you go through that whole half an hour process right before you go to bed, then that just stimulates yeah, you probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, try not to use your phone while in bed because sitting there on Facebook or um, now, I, I like to read a, a book. I don't read like on Kindles and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but Sally will sit there in, in bed with the Kindle and, and read on that. I'm not sure if that's a good idea or not. I've read that it's not. Um, a cold pack, she does use a thing that she'll put over her eyes yeah. sometimes, and that helps her. It helps with the hot yeah. flashes. And then keeping the room cold, she's pretty adamant about that. So we have windows open like, into November yet at our yeah. house. Oh. So I was curious, you know, what's going on when you get older? Is there any medical uh, changes that are going on in your body? So I looked it up online, and there was an article by Harvard Business and MIT, and they did some research that said some light on it. So I'm going to read a little bit from that article. And it goes, quote, uh, melatonin is often referred to as a sleep hormone because it is produced by the penile gland in your brain and secretes according to your sleep-wake cycle. Daylight suppresses melatonin uh, synthesis, but at night, melatonin is released in plentiful amounts that will peak levels coming a, a few hours after midnight. Now, clinical research shows that the nighttime melatonin levels in your brain are at least 10 times greater than daytime concentrations. So when this process is functioning optimally, your body is flooded with it during your sleeping hours. But as you age, it's very common for nature to slow, throw a wrench in the sleep process, making it difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. Melatonin production actually peaks when you're very young at about five years of age, uh, when you could sleep anytime, anywhere. But your melatonin production slowly declines over time to the point that by the time you reach the age of 60, you could have as little as 20% of the melatonin levels that you had when you were in your, in your youth. Plus, many common drugs and over-the-counter medications can further inhibit uh, melatonin uh, synthesis. So is the answer taking melatonin before bedtime? Well, sort of. You know, we mentioned the gummies and stuff that we're trying. And uh, the MIT study does show that it can quickly restore normal sleep. But if you try that and it doesn't work, you might not be taking the right kind of melatonin. But this is something I'm not real familiar with. It. Uh, 
they're saying typical melatonin supplements, the kind that you just get at the discount or grocery store, which is what I take, uh, they peaked in three or four hours after you take them. So they help you fall asleep. For me, I've started timing it. I fall asleep within eight minutes of taking wow. a, a melatonin gummy. Wow. I mean, it's and it's like clockwork. Yeah. So, so you want to be in bed and ready to sleep. You don't want to be like taking one and then thinking you're going to do some stuff around the house. Right. But they're saying after a few hours, you find yourself awake, tossing and turning, and no more rested than without taking it. So you might want to look for a better supplement that includes delayed release melatonin. And that way you have all the, it enters your bloodstream more on a steady stream instead of waking you up in the middle of the night. So I've taken two kinds that have pretty good success with. These are both over-the-counter ones, though. One is Natrol, that's uh, 10 milligrams of that I take. Or uh, one a brand that Sally likes called Ollie, O-L-L-I-E. But for me, that works. Uh, reading or watching a boring science show on YouTube, <laughs> that's where they talk real slow like this. The, the moon's around Saturn are orbiting. <laughs> that usually tends to do it for me. No heavy blankets, especially on my feet. And I like to change venues, as I mentioned. So start out on the couch and then move to bed later. But again, we're not doctors. You're going to have to do a little research yourself on this. Talk to your doctor and see if you can uh, recommend something that is not habit-forming and maybe discuss the other types of melatonin with you. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting a little tired now, um, <laughs> but but I'm a little freaked out. If I, if I take a nap, then that might mess me up to sleep tonight. If Maybe I'll have a cup of coffee to kind of wake me up, but wait, that might also cause me to lay awake at night too. <laughs> so, uh, so I know a shot of tequila is always the answer. Well, it can't hurt, you know. And I'm always up for a shot of tequila or mezcal. Or one of the flaming margaritas or $3.50 margaritas I showed on our Facebook page. <laughs> so check our page out, folks, and comment and let us know what your home sleep remedies are. In the meantime, uh, here's a routine that should work for you. Have a quick snack. I like peanuts before bed. They seem to tide me through the night. Turn off those phones. Slam a shot of tequila. Have sex. Pop a melatonin. <laughs> Put your CPAP mask on. If you do all that at once, that should work for you. That sounds good to me. <laughs> if not, let us know on our Facebook page uh, what helps you stay asleep at night. Geezer Life is written, directed, produced, and edited by Dave and Jake. We do it all ourselves, except when we have to reach out to younger people to help us remember what buttons to push. If you enjoy our podcast, please like and subscribe and even leave us a review. Let us know what topics you would like to see us address here on Geezer Life. We could really use the support so we don't have to live out our final years camping under a bridge, which is a really hard place to do a podcast from. Yeah, help us get better, because we're working hard at it when we could be napping instead. We now have several ways to contact us. Email at thegeezerlife at gmail.com, Facebook at thegeezerlife, and Instagram, thegeezerlifepodcast. Until then, see you next time, unless we keel over in the meantime. So eliminate the worry. Eliminate the strife. It's time to have your fun. It's the geezer life.